welcome to episode 152 of Morning Kickoff, a weekly Vikings football podcast where we cover all this football. I'm your host, Matt Witt, and today we are live on youtube.com slash Matt Witt. You can check us out every Monday and Thursday morning around 9 o'clock central. We have a fun episode today, a very fun episode today. One day removed since the best divisional round of the NFL playoffs since the Minneapolis Miracle. We just saw the 49ers lose. Or, or sorry, we just saw the Packers lose to the 49ers. We just saw Tom Brady lose. We just saw a great game between Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, maybe the two best teams in the NFL. We just saw the Bengals upset the number one seed, Tennessee Titans. An excellent divisional round. And today we're going to specifically focus on that Packers game and talk about maybe some upcoming quarterbacks that are set to hit the free agent or the trade block this year. We're going to take a look at all this on today's episode of Morning Kickoff. I hope you all enjoy. Do you enjoy listening to this podcast? If you don't, that's totally fine. But if you do and would like to help out, there will be a link in the description that will bring you to my merch store. At this store, we sell t-shirts, sweatshirts, and mugs, and all of the profit earned will go towards the production of this podcast. Thank you all, and enjoy the show. The 49ers, a week ago, in the wildcard round, took on went to Dallas and beat the Cowboys in their own stadium. But that wasn't enough. It wasn't enough for them to be my second most hated team in the NFL. No, they had to go and beat Aaron Rodgers and the Packers in their stadium, the team I hate the most in the NFL. Thank you, 49ers. I am the biggest 49ers fan, and I wish you guys the best of luck, and I want you to win a Super Bowl this year. Because not only did you just beat the Packers in their own stadium, and that fan, those fans were quiet, and you shut them up, and you beat arguably the best team in the NFL upset them for the biggest upset of a divisional round. That was a divisional round of upsets and it felt so good. Thank you, Jimmy Garoppolo. Thank you, Debo Samuel for being a top three wide receiver in the league and a top running back in the league for that. Maybe a top quarterback in the league. You deserve a huge contract extension after that game that you just had and the season that you just had. Not only is that, did that just happened, but we might be entering a Packers rebuild. Now, I've talked about this already, how Devontae Adams is set to hit free agency. Arguably the best receiver in the league, set to hit free agency. Devondre Campbell, first-team All-Pro, inside linebacker, set to hit free agency. Please, Campbell, please leave the Packers because it's... I love cheering for ex-Gophers. I will always cheer for ex-Gophers, but it's so hard to cheer for you when you are in that ugly purple and gold. So please, or that ugly green and gold. Oh my gosh, someone's going to clip that. That ugly green and gold. Please leave them. Go somewhere else. Big Bob Tanyan, their starting tight end, set to hit free agency. Kevin King, starting corner, set to hit free agency. Lucas Patrick, starting right guard, set to hit free agency. They have multiple starters on the team that are entering free agency and big name future hall of famer player like Devonte adams set to hit free agency now after the 49ers beat the packers in the press conference we heard aaron Rodgers say something that very 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 important quote that he doesn't want to go through a rebuild what that means is that he will not stick with the packers through the rebuilding phase as expected because he's going to be 39 years old this upcoming season. You expect a 39-year-old quarterback, future Hall of Famer, Super Bowl champion, four-time All-Pro, 10-time Pro Bowler to want to go through a rebuild? No, he does not. Despite the fact that he plays for a very good head coach and Devontae Adams is on his team as well that he's throwing to. Still, with that being said, I mean, he is not going to go through this rebuild. What that means is that Aaron Rodgers, for the first time in a long time, the Packers might not have a Hall of Fame quarterback on their team. My entire lifetime, the Packers have had a Hall of Fame quarterback. 
They went from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers. They had Brett Favre and somehow upgraded from Brett Favre. We might see an Aaron Rodgers trade here. Now, we talked about this last year. Yes, we talked about this last year, but it's different this year. Why is it different this year? Because the Packers don't have as bright of a future. They can't just reload the same way they did last year. Last year, they just loaded up on defensive talent. They brought they have Devontae Adams coming back. I mean, the best wide receiver in the league is coming back on their team. They just completely loaded up on talent. This year, we might see a Packers rebuild. And I talked about this a little bit on the podcast a couple weeks back. It's looking more possible now. And this is so good to see because it's been year after year after year. Three years in a row, the Packers have had a 13-win season. Three years in a row. We might see them get less than 10 next year. We might see them get a less than 500 record next year with Jordan Love at quarterback. Because from what I saw from Jordan Love this year, they, Jordan Love lost his team against the Lions. I mean, Jordan Love doesn't look good at all. You might say, well, this is the same as the Aaron Rodgers situation. This is not the same as the Aaron Rodgers situation where he was taking over Brett Favre as Jordan Love's looked terrible. He looked terrible, and I would love for him to be the starting quarterback. Please keep Jordan Love. Start him next year. I want that to happen. I do not want to see Aaron Rodgers come back on their team, but it is so good to see because here's the thing, Vikings fans. Aaron Rodgers might leave our division. Aaron Rodgers might leave the division if the Packers decide to go for a rebuild. Now, they can reload. I'm not saying that they can't. It's just looking unlikely that they will because Devondre Campbell, he just got a first-team All-Pro and Pro Bowl this year. They're going to have to pay him a buttload of money if they want to bring him back. Devontae Adams, they're going to have to pay him the highest paid receiver in the NFL if he comes back on their team. Why would Devontae Adams want to come back on their team if Rodgers might not be there? I mean, they can't fully rebuild. They, they simply cannot completely reload on their team and go for a Super Bowl next year. So with that being said, Aaron Rodgers might be traded. Now, who is he going to be traded to? First of all, what can you get for Aaron Rodgers? You can get two first-round draft picks for Aaron Rodgers. He might be 39 years old or going into 39, but they, he is valued at his position. He just had two straight first-team All-Pros. He might be 39 years old, but he's shown no sign of decline the last few seasons. You really just haven't seen it with Aaron Rodgers. For that reason, two first-round draft picks, potentially three first-round draft picks. You look at the teams that are looking for quarterbacks right now. I mean, you have multiple teams in the AFC, assuming that he's traded into the AFC. You have the Denver Broncos, Cleveland Browns. Okay, let's not dismiss the fact that Baker Mayfield sucks. Cleveland Browns do need a quarterback. Obviously, Pittsburgh Steelers, Ben Roethlisberger is retiring. I mean, there's multiple names. What is Indianapolis Colts? Okay, Indianapolis Colts are honestly a quarterback away from competing. Why they traded for Carson Wentz, a first-round draft pick for Carson Wentz, I don't understand that at all. I think that's completely stupid, and that's why the Minnesota Vikings can get a first-round draft pick for Kirk Cousins is because... It just Kirk is better than Wentz. I mean, it just simply so shows that we can get a first round draft pick for Carson or for uh, Kirk Cousins, just like Carson Wentz was worth a first round draft pick. So Aaron Rodgers could be two, three first round draft picks traded away into the AFC. Now they can trade him to the NFC and maybe go to the Saints. I mean, why would we want that to happen? I mean, come on, Green Bay, please don't give him to the Saints. Don't let that happen again. I'm sure he would love playing in New Orleans, but simply just don't do that. Please don't. Trade him to somewhere in the AFC. I would love to see that happen. That would not only be a win for the Packers, because the Packers are likely not going to compete next year, because they don't have the cap to simply just bring all of their players back. But it would be a massive win for the rest of the NFC. For the entire NFC. This is not just the NFC North. This is the NFC as a whole. You look at our division right now. The Lions are in a rebuilding phase. They are. They don't even have their quarterback yet. 
They're in a rebuilding phase, and the Lions have been in a rebuilding phase the last 30 years. So were the Bears. The Bears just fired the GM and head coach. So were the Vikings. We just fired the GM and head coach. What I'm hinting at here is that next year, my prediction is that the NFC North will be the weakest division in football. That's my prediction. Do we have our expectations very high for our Vikings next year? Even if Kirk is here, even if Dalvin Cook stays with our team, even if Daniel Hunter is still here, do we have high expectations for this team? No, but we can win our division. See, we can win our division, get into, what, what would we have? Three seed. We'll look at a three seed maybe in the playoffs because we get a lot of easy wins in our division. I'm going to admit it. We get a lot of easy wins in our division. Yes, this last year was terrible, but as long as Mike Zimmer and Clint Kubiak aren't on our coaching staff, we should be able to get two wins against the Bears and Lions at that. Next year, we could look to a lot better of a team and so much more bright of a team than we've looked at because we could be in the worst division in football as long as Aaron Rodgers is traded away. Why should the Packers trade away Aaron Rodgers? Number one, and I think this is the most obvious, Aaron Rodgers doesn't look happy in Green Bay. He simply does not. And you look at this last two offseason, the reason why he's been consistently in the trade rumors is because year after year, the Packers are losing in the playoffs. No, it's not his fault. We know that. But here's the thing. Aaron Rodgers can be another Super Bowl quarterback somewhere else in the AFC. He can. You throw Aaron Rodgers on that Steelers team, or even better, on that Broncos team, they're winning a Super Bowl. They're competing in their division, and they're likely making a run for the Super Bowl. That would be so good to see Aaron Rodgers in the same division as Justin Herbert, Aaron Rodgers in the same division as Patrick Mahomes. Please, yes, count me all in on that. Trade him away to Denver. Trade him away to Indianapolis. Indianapolis will absolutely own their division with Aaron Rodgers on their team. They already have a stud at running back and a very good defense. They could own their division, especially since they have the very weak division with the Texans and Jaguars in that as well. Please trade him away to the AFC. I would love to see it happen. And I want to ask if there's any Packers fans here, if you agree that, the, that they should trade away Aaron Rodgers, because you look at this, this is different than last year. I mean, they can't bring all these players back. This was the Packers year. It really felt like it was. I'm going to be completely honest. I thought the Packers were going to go to the Super Bowl this year, and I am so happy. Thank you, Niners. Thank you so much for beating them. But I honestly thought that, that it was going to happen, which is why the world thought it was going to happen. We were shocked when the Niners beat them. Completely shocked. And it just came to show how important of a role special teams plays in a game because the Niners... I mean, the Packers has a, have a better defense and a better offense than the 49ers. Yet the 49ers win because of a blocked punt and a blocked field goal in their own in the Packers stadium. 49ers just own the Packers, and I love to see it. And that's such a red-hot team right now. That's such a red-hot team, and I love to watch them play. Debo is an absolute monster at all on all cylinders, and Vikings should have drafted him, but it's okay. It's all right. We got Justin Jefferson, but still Debo Samuels, an absolute monster on their offense and their team as a whole just looks amazing. They run the ball very well. What if we trade for Teddy? Um, what is Teddy's contract? I mean, I'm going to look at it right now because here's the thing with Teddy Bridgewater. And I've said this a few times here. Teddy Bridgewater is no franchise quarterback. He's not. And he's not going to be the future for our team. But here's the facts. He wins the locker room. And one thing we need is a leader in our team. Because if there's one thing I saw with our offense last year, we had no leader. 
Okay, Kirk Cousins might be a very talented quarterback. He wasn't much of a leader. I'm going to be completely honest. The team did not rally around him. At what point did you see the team rally around him? The, Teddy Bridgewater will win the locker room, 100%. Okay, so we don't have to trade for Teddy. Teddy's going to be a free agent. Yeah, Teddy's a free agent, so we don't have to trade for Teddy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so Packers rebuilding. See, this is so tough because we thought it was going to happen last year where the Packers rebuilt. They drafted Jordan Love. They drafted Jordan Love in 2020. What? Why did they draft Jordan Love? Nobody knows why. And I would love, please love, I would love for him to be their starting quarterback because what we saw from him this season was phenomenal. He looked so bad, you guys. He looked so terrible. Please, please. I just, I can't, like, I, I can't wrap my head around the fact that the Packers could have a bad quarterback. And I would love to see that happen. Please, please have that happen. I would love to see it happen. I want him because we saw him play, uh, was it week 18 against the Lions? And I think that's the only time that he got a significant play time on their offense. And I think I'm pretty sure he played a majority of the games because the Packers already locked down the first round by. I'm pretty sure he played a majority of that game. Um, I just looked terrible. And they lost to the Lions. They lost to the Lions week 18. I believe he threw two interceptions in that game. Now, I mean, cut him some slack, okay? He That was his first performance out there, and I believe uh, Devontae Adams also had limited snaps. He wasn't playing with a fully a fully uh, ready-to-go Packers team. I'll be completely honest, but... Matt LaFleur, I'll give him credit. Matt LaFleur is a great head coach. Not to say Matt, that Jordan Love's going to be a complete bust and look bad, but from what we've seen so far, we want him starting at quarterback for Green Bay. We want him starting at quarterback instead of Aaron Rodgers. If Aaron Rodgers is back with the Packers, they're going to win their division. Are they going to compete? Probably not. They'll win their division because of how weak of a division we are. They'll end up winning their division, but I just don't see a scenario where they end up making a Super Bowl run because they're going to lose some of their starters. They're going to lose some of these players. Whether Devontae Adams comes back or not, they're still going to lose a lot of big-name players, and they have to fully, fully go heavy on their special teams because they don't want to end their season the same way they did this last year where special teams loses them. They're weak. Mason Crosby's finally done, too. Not a, I forgot about that. Mason Crosby's going to be gone. I mean, he had a terrible season, so it wasn't he didn't sign it that big of a deal, but still... It's just so good to see because have you guys ever seen the Packers going into a rebuild? Ever. I can't say I have. The Packers have been consistently competing. Now, the years that Aaron Rodgers was injured, obviously they weren't competing. The Vikings completely owned the division in 2017, but Aaron Rodgers only played, what, four games that year? I mean, they've had bad seasons. They've had down years, as every everybody does. But have you ever seen them go into a rebuild? I can't say I have, and this is incredible. This It feels so good. Thank you, 49ers. Thank you, Jimmy Garoppolo. Thank you, Debo Samuel. That little clip afterward where where um, Robbie Gold hit the game-winning field goal, and then Jimmy Garoppolo comes up and he says, You're an effing legend, man. F the Packers. Oh, it felt so good. It felt so good. I love to see it happen because, yes, I'm a Vikings fan. We're not in the playoffs just about every year. We usually miss the playoffs. Um, every, it was every other year that we'd make the playoffs and then be one and done. We'd get one win and lose in the second round. But lately, it's been that we've been missing every year. But it feels like I would just want a playoff game. Every time the Packers lose, it feels like the Vikings won a playoff game. That's what it feels like. 
there are multiple starting quarterbacks entering the trade block, potentially entering the trade block this upcoming offseason. And not only is there multiple starting quarterbacks, but big name, future Hall of Famer, all pros, Super Bowl champion quarterbacks who are entering the trade block. Now, I, I took five starters here. Now, these are five starters who I can see being traded this offseason. Starting at number five, we have Deshaun Watson. Now, the thing about Watson, I just don't see a scenario where a team is going to take on that contract. It is a massive contract. Hence why the Texans are trying to give Deshaun Watson away at this point. Deshaun Watson, if he's traded before June 1st this offseason, he has four more years left on his contract. He's under contract for the next four seasons, and that would save him $119.8 million. If they trade him after June 1st, it'll save him $136 million over the next four years. And I have Deshaun Watson fifth on this list because I simply don't see a team taking on that contract, as Deshaun Watson should be on the commissioner's exempt list and not allowed to play. I can't stand the guy. I don't like him. But here's the facts. He's one of the most talented quarterbacks in football. As a matter of fact, he might be top five, top four in talent alone in football. Now, there's so much more to the quarterback position than just talent. I mean, number one is obviously Patrick Mahomes. Number two is Aaron Rodgers. I mean, those are interchangeable. Josh Allen could be number three. Deshaun Watson's probably the, mo the fourth most talented quarterback in football right now. And for that reason, he could be traded away, but there's so much more than just talent at the quarterback position. It's really leadership. Leadership is a massive role that the quarterbacks have to play, and I just don't see a team rallying around a quarterback that has so many sexual assault allegations and is just not a likable guy. I don't see it happening, and leadership is, that's the problem with him, but that being said, very talented, and if he can win the locker room, will have a successful career going forward. And that's why the, the Texans continue to try to trade him away is because he should be on the commissioner's exempt list. He should, but it would save him so much money if they trade him away. $136 million if they trade him after June 1st over the next four seasons. And that would also be $16.2 million of dead cap. So definitely worth it on the Texans uh, end. And they could trade him away for what, like fifth round draft pick. I mean, they you can give up basically nothing for Deshaun Watson, but you're taking on that massive contract, second highest paid player in the NFL behind Patrick Mahomes. Number fourth on this list, we have Russell Wilson. Now, Russell Wilson, he's not going to be traded. I'm just going to cut straight to it. He's not going to be traded. I just don't see this. Russell Wilson might request a trade. He might ask for a trade, but even though the, the Seahawks got fourth in their division, they're not entering a rebuild. They simply aren't. Russell Wilson is playing for one of the best wide receiver duos in football. And Gerald Everett has stepped up at tight end, too. He's playing for one of the best head coaches in football. Now, Seahawks fans asking for Pete Carroll to get to get rid of Pete Carroll. I mean, that is a very, um, like, in-the-moment emotional decision because absolutely not. No, Pete Carroll should not leave the, uh, the Seattle Seahawks. He's going to stay their head coach. Russell Wilson should stay their uh, quarterback. But if Russell Wilson does really want a trade that bad, there's a lot of teams in the AFC that would be willing to take on that trade. I don't see a case where the Vikings would trade uh, and be able to get Russell Wilson, so my Vikings will likely not have him. But he could be traded to one of the teams in the AFC, somewhere like Indianapolis, Denver, uh, Pittsburgh. We might see even Cleveland because Baker Mayfield is looking terrible. Cleveland could also take on Russell Wilson, uh, Russell Wilson's contract. If Wilson is traded before June 1st this offseason, it'll save him only $38 million of cap. That's less than half of his salary. His salary is up to $39 million and is one more year left on his contract. So really no reason right there for the Viking or for the Seattle Seahawks to trade him away because it's just $39 million of dead cap. 
absolutely not. That is a ridiculous amount of money. And I believe he is set to hit free agency after this season. Yeah, so he has one more year left in his contract. So no, Russell Wilson is not going to be traded at that. But if they trade him away after June 1st, it will save him $51 million of cap space, which is still not that great considering they're going to be $26 million against the cap. And I just don't see a scenario where the Russell Wilson is in any other uniform than Seattle Seahawks next year. Just even if he asks for a trade, I, I honestly don't see this happening because Seattle Seahawks might have fi finished fourth in their division. They're not in a rebuild. They aren't. They just have to continue to ride Russell Wilson for until the wheels fall off, basically, and likely can sneak in another uh, playoff appearance. But another Super Bowl, not looking quite at that, but they just have to load up on defense. It's not Russell Wilson's fault. Yes, he did look terrible this season. He had a massive down year. Hence why they should have traded him away, by the way. Because now his trade value just dropped a bunch. You should keep him on your roster. Just try to bring in a bunch of defensive players. Maybe elite, uh, LOB version 2. Try to just bring in a bunch of uh, defensive players in this upcoming draft. Because that is what the Seattle Seahawks need. Why he's fourth in this list, I just don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> Next up, we have Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, here's my prediction right now. I get it. Jimmy Garoppolo is playing in the NFC Championship game. Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to be the starting quarterback for the Niners next year. It's not going to happen. Why? Because it'll save them so much money if they cut him or if they trade him. If they trade away Jimmy Garoppolo, it'll save him $25.5 million of cap space the next year. And only 1.4 against the cap. That is a massive upgrade. And same would happen if they cut him. So if they cannot find a trade destination for uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, they should cut him. Why? Because you just drafted Trey Lance in the first round. Third overall. He is your future franchise quarterback that you have to roll with. Jimmy Garoppolo is not showing that he's worth his contract. He simply isn't. And there's no reason to pay him all this money when you don't have to. The 49ers' focus right here should be on extending Debo Samuel, who's set to hit free agency after this season, this upcoming season. Same goes for Nick Bosa and D. Ford. They have multiple players, multiple star core players on their team that they have to focus on bringing back and just about every running back as well. I think Raheem Moster, Eli Mitchell, and Jamichael Hasty and Jeff Wilson, four running backs right there, are all also set to hit free agency. So that's got to be what their focus is here is not on paying Jimmy Garoppolo that overpaid contract, but simply just focusing on your core players. And that's Debo Samuel. That's Nick Bosa. That's D Ford, and that's maybe one of your running backs, Eli Mitchell, uh, Raheem Mostert, whoever they decide to bring back. That's got to be where their money goes. So, yes, 49ers should trade away Jimmy Garoppolo. If they can't find a destination, they should cut him away. Number two, we have my quarterback, Kirk Cousins. My QB1 is expected to make $45 million in 2022. $45 million. Now, Vikings fans, let me restate this real quick. If the Vikings trade Kirk Cousins, it would save us $35 million of salary. $35 million of salary. We're not competing in next year. We simply aren't. $35 million. Now, the Vikings aren't going to cut him because that would be $45 million against the cap, and that's not going to happen. If the Vikings can trade away Kirk Cousins for a first-round draft pick to maybe the Pittsburgh Steelers, Indianapolis Colts, um, what's another team that has a late first-round draft pick? Uh, we have... Who's Yeah, Steelers, Colts, Denver. I mean, there's multiple trade destinations in the AFC that are looking for a quarterback right now and are a quarterback away from competing and should trade for Kirk Cousins. If we trade away Kirk Cousins, it would be so crucial for a salary cap. So big. 
if we trade them away before June 1st, after June 1st, it saves us $35 million of salary. That's enough to bring back Tyler Conklin. That's enough to maybe bring back Xavier Woods, Mason Cole. You can look to free agency and completely load up on young talent, Harold Landry. Okay? We have Davis as well. We have multiple players entering free agency that we can bring on our roster because, yes, we are in a rebuilding mode. Any Vikings fan that doesn't agree with me is simply wrong. When you fire your head coach, when you fire your GM, you are entering a rebuilding phase, and it's only right that you trade away Kirk Cousins when it saves us $35 million. If the Vikings don't trade away Kirk Cousins, fine. Roll with him one more year. Just please, for the love of God, do not extend Kirk Cousins again. It just doesn't make sense. And if we trade away Kirk Cousins, you might ask yourself, well, why would anybody take on his contract? If we trade Kirk Cousins, they're just going to simply extend him. Give him a three-year contract. Maybe kick the can down a couple years. Make this all of this salary cap uh, hit in a couple years like the Vikings did, and now it's finally hitting us. And now we're, he's expected to make $45 million of guaranteed money in 2022. Guaranteed money, $45 million. A team has never won the Super Bowl where they're making more than, where the quarterback is making more than 13% of the salary cap. Ours is making over 20% of our salary cap. Okay, there is no reason at all why the Vikings should not trade Kirk Cousins. Number one, and you all have been waiting for it, Aaron Rodgers set to hit uh, the trade block this upcoming offseason. Aaron Rodgers, after the post-game press conference where they lost to the 49ers, thank you, Niners. After that, he mentioned that he's not going to go through a rebuild, and rightfully so. He's 39 years old. He shouldn't want to rebuild. Packers are likely going to have to rebuild. If they are, Aaron Rodgers is not staying in Green Bay. He is requesting a trade. He is requesting a trade over and over until he gets it if they are going into a rebuilding phase. That means Devontae Adams set, hit, set to hit free agency. Devondre Campbell set to hit free agency. Robert Tunyon, uh, Kevin King, right guard. Who's the right guard's name? Lucas something. Lucas Tomlinson. What was it? What was it? Lucas Patrick. That's what it is. Um, multiple names set to hit free agency that we need. Aaron Rodgers to be traded. And if they trade away Aaron Rodgers before June 1st, it'll trade save them $20 million of salary cap and will be $34.4 million against the cap. So they're probably not going to trade him before June 1st. They'd likely wait till afterwards where it'll save them $27.6 million of salary and will be $26.7 million of dead cap. Yes, 100% a team will take on that cap. Okay, they will pay him 27.6. They will pay him $20 million either way. A team will trade away three first-round draft picks for Aaron Rodgers. He might be entering his 40s pretty soon here, but they're going to trade away three first-round draft picks for Aaron Rodgers because despite the fact that he's old, he's shown no sign of decline. He's made two straight Pro Bowls and two straight first-team All-Pros. He has three straight seasons where he has 13 wins. I mean, just an absolute monster of a quarterback. I'll admit it. He's an absolute beast and would look better than he would with the Packers if he was playing in Denver. If he was playing in Pittsburgh, if he was playing in Cleveland, if he was playing in Indianapolis. I mean, there's multiple, multiple trade destinations for Aaron Rodgers to go somewhere in the AFC, and I'm all in for it. And I've talked about this multiple times because I'm so hyped and I'm so happy, Niners, that you guys beat them. Aaron Rodgers could be traded and should be traded this upcoming offseason if they want him to. If the Packers are going to a rebuild, they're in a good position to rebuild. They have multiple, multiple big names 
on young players like Eric Stokes on their team. Uh, they have Darnell Savage, multiple young players on their team that they can rebuild their defense around. Their defense should be coming in stronger next year uh, with how much money that they have entering free agency. They can load up on defense, young talent on defense, and hopefully trade away Aaron Rodgers. Maybe Devontae Campbell or yeah, Devondre Campbell and Devontae Adams are gone as well. I would love to see that happen. Please, please, please trade away Aaron Rodgers. And I would love the Vikings to also trade away Kirk Cousins. And after that, after Rodgers and Kirk Cousins are traded, the NFC North will be the weakest by far division in NFL history. That's my prediction. If Rick Spielman was still our GM, Kirk Cousins would probably get another contract extension. If I'm going to be completely honest, that would likely happen. He's not going to get extended. He 100% will not be extended. We're going to have... We'll likely still have Kellen Mond as our backup. I just don't see a scenario where having Kellen Mond, Kirk Cousins, and drafting a quarterback would actually work. We'll have Mon for a backup and maybe see what he can do. Have one year to basically prove himself. Can you be the future starter for our team? I mean, it's possible. Yes, he looked terrible. And I don't know why there's so many Mon lovers out there. Okay, I got a quick message for all of you Mon lovers. Why is everybody acting like Mon's going to be the future starter for our team? Like, I get it. He was great in college. He was great at Texas A&M. There's a big difference between playing at college and looking good and playing in the NFL and being a starting quarterback, looking like a starting quarterback. Are we going to forget the fact that Kellen Mond threw so many interceptions at Texas A&M too? I mean, he wasn't that accurate. He really wasn't. Yes, he was very talented. He could make plays with his arms and his legs, which is why we need the right head coach to work with him. And that's why I've said multiple times, Kellen Moore, Kellen Moore, Byron Leftwich, Byron Leftwich, please, someone that can actually work with a quarterback and help them develop. That is what I'm looking for because he needs to work with a to work with a head coach in order to push him to be a future starter for our team. Let's stop. Let's stop at setting our expectations too high. I think we did the same thing with Cameron. No, we did the same thing with Cameron Dancer. There are so many Vikings fans who act on emotion, who see one thing. Cameron Dancer makes one big play. Oh, he's going to be a lockdown corner next year. No, he was not. He wasn't. He didn't even win the starting job this last season. Now, I don't know why he didn't win our starting job because Bashad Breeland was our starter and Mackenzie Alexander. But still, he doesn't look like a starting corner. He doesn't. And I'm saying the same thing with Kellen Mond as long as he hasn't proved himself. This upcoming preseason is so big. And please, COVID, don't cancel another preseason. This upcoming preseason is so important because this is where Kellen Mond can prove himself, where he can make plays, where he can look like he deserves a starting role somewhere in the NFL in the future. I believe it should happen. Um, I love Kellen Mond. I do. But I'm going to be the realistic Vikings fan say, and say there is a very small chance that he'll be a starter ever. Until he's proven himself. Until he has proven himself, there is a small chance that he will win a starting job somewhere in the NFL. I just, from what we've seen so far, my expectations are set here. But here's the thing, Vikings fans. He like he has a very high ceiling. He just needs the right head coach. He needs the right head coach to be able to work with him. That is what we need, an offensive-minded head coach. Another thing that makes me mad, and I'm going to go on a quick rant here. Why? Why, why, why are so many Vikings fans still asking for defensive head coaches? Mike Zimmer, Brad Childress, Leslie Frazier, the last three Vikings head coaches. What do all three of those head coaches have in common? They were all defensive-minded head coaches. What do they also have in common? 
they never brought us to a Super Bowl because our offense could never live up to its full potential. We have one of the youngest offense, no, the youngest offense in the NFL. Not only are we the youngest offense in the NFL, but we're up there. We're top five. We are. When we play our best, we are a top five offense in football. And we are one of the young, no, the youngest. Meaning, we need a young, offensive-minded head coach to be able to push us to our max. Why are we still asking for defensive head coaches? Why are we asking for Brian Flores? Why are we asking for Todd Bowles? Why are we asking for Dan Quinn? Vikings fans, you're missing the point here. The point is to make a Super Bowl. Look what's working for teams around the NFL. Young, offensive-minded head coaches. That is what the Vikings need. That is what the Vikings desperately need right now. To be able to develop Kellen Mond. The only chance Mond has in the NFL is if he can get a head coach who knows how to develop him, who can work with him, who can push him to his full potential. That is what we need. Stop asking for defensive-minded head coaches because we've seen it happen with the Vikings. Never has it worked. Ever. Ever. Our Vikings defense looks great. We've been the best defense in the NFL before. Okay? I'm going to debunk a theory right now. Defense doesn't win championships in the NFL. It doesn't. It can bring you far. We made it to the 2017 NFC Championship game and got absolutely demolished. Defense doesn't win championships. We can bring in a defensive-minded head coach. We could be a good defense going forward. But in all honesty, it doesn't matter. Because as long as we don't have the quarterback position locked down, it does not matter. Or else we're going to be stuck with a bad quarterback going forward. See, I love Kellen Moore, and Kellen Moore is my top option. Here is why Kellen Moore is my top option. He, I understand that he's a very risky option, and I can understand every opinion people have about Kellen Moore. A lot of people think he's way too young to be a head coach. A lot of people think, oh, he's too risky. You don't see him. You see some questionable plays he calls, and it's a little risky. But here's the thing. Risk is exactly what we need right now. Risk is what we need. We can't be comfortable signing a comfortable head coach like Doug Peterson. We can't be comfortable signing a Dan Quinn. We can't be comfortable signing a Brian Flores. We need to take risks. Because that's what the Vikings have not done ever is taking a risk. You bring in a player like Kellen Moore, a very risky option. Yes, I'll admit it. I see where everybody's coming from. A very risky option. But here's the thing. He's 33 years old. He's played quarterback in the NFL. What is one position that he understands? Quarterback. What is a big need for the Vikings right now? Quarterback. We have Kellen Mond sitting on our bench. <clears throat> who needs someone to develop him. And if Kellen Mond's not our future starting quarterback, which I've said it multiple times, there's a very low chance that he is, well, that he will win a starting job somewhere in the NFL ever. Unless if he has the right head coach, okay? That's what we need. But we also need to look to bringing in a quarterback in the draft or even giving someone another option like Marcus Mariota, who just like Kellen Mond needs a head coach in order to get a starting role somewhere in the NFL ever. Kellen Mond, I'm going to be honest, he's very talented. He's a very talented quarterback. And we saw this in, at Texas A&M in college. We saw what he could do. We saw what he could do on the field. Make plays with his arms. Make plays with his legs. 
But what he also does is make a lot of mistakes. And we need a head coach that can be able to develop him. We need a head coach like Kellen Moore. And if it's not Kellen Moore, yes, I mentioned that he's at my top option. And I understand that he's very risky. If it's not Kellen Moore, it could be Byron Leftwich, okay? Brian Dable. I mean, even Eric Bieniemy. One thing about Eric Bieniemy is that he is a safe pick, but he also can work with running an offense. And there's a lot of names out there that we can bring in as our head coach and able to work with them. Nathaniel Hackett. I mean, there's multiple names out there that I'd be fine with. Just please, for the love of God, Vikings, don't make the same mistake that you've made for the last decade, and that is bringing in defensive-minded head coaches. Because it doesn't work. We've had the best defense in football. We've had so many talented players come through this organization. Yet we haven't made a Super Bowl since, what, the 70s? Defense doesn't win championships. It doesn't. And then you might argue, oh, well, the Seattle Seahawks won. The, they had the best defense and they won the Super Bowl. They had Russell Wilson. All right. you. They had Marshawn Lynch. Like, you look at this right now. We need a head coach who can develop a quarterback. That's what we need. That's what we need, Vikings fans. That is what we need. Please, Vikings, don't make the same mistake. Don't make the same mistake. And I get a lot of questions about who should be the Vikings GM. I'm, I don't have like very strong opinions on who should be the next Vikings GM. I know it's narrowed down to two options right now. I don't have very strong uh, uh, opinions like I do on head coaches. Because I really just don't understand. I don't I don't evaluate the GMs as much as I do head coaches and quarterbacks. That's what I'm saying here. And realistically, please, what we need is a full rebuild. And when I say full rebuild, people, people get a little confused here. Because typically when you think of a full rebuild, you think of trading away all your talented players. Obviously, we're keeping Justin Jefferson. Obviously, we're keeping our young talent. Eric Kendrick's going to stay here. Harrison Smith's going to stay here. I mean, Adam Thielen, these are older guys who are still going to stay here. When I say full rebuild, I mean head coach, GM, they're gone. Now you got to get rid of your quarterback. You do. Because your quarterback is 33 years old, going on to 34 years old, has already hit his ceiling in the NFL. Not only has he hit his ceiling in the NFL, but he's $45 million in 2022. Four, five million. If we trade him away, and I'm going to say this again, if we trade away Kirk Cousins, it saves us $35 million of cap space. $35 million. $35 million is enough to load up on defensive talent, to bring in Harold Landry, to bring in Davis. Even if you don't bring in Davis, I understand he's a very expensive player. You can bring in young, great talent on your defense. And Andre Patterson is still on our team. Okay, we might have lost, lost Mike Zimmer. Mike Zimmer, yes, he was the mastermind of our defense. I'll admit it. He was the mastermind of our defense. It was a right move to move on from Mike Zimmer. And now we have Andre Patterson in charge of our defense. Hopefully Adam Zimmer is not here anymore. That's fine. Bring in someone to work with Andre Patterson. Bring in another player who can understand the secondary a little more. And they can work together and still run the same Vikings defense we saw this last year. No, the same Vikings defense we saw in the previous years. Not this last year. Not this last year, because we might have had a defensive mastermind, but we were still one of the worst defenses in football the last two seasons. You got to get young talent. Let's take a look at the Patriots real quick. The Patriots are a perfect example. They have a defensive head coach and who is amazing. But here's the thing with the Patriots. They don't overspend on defensive players. They bring in very 
underrated players in free agency like they did with Matt Judon last year. They just bring in young players, young underrated players in free agency, bring them on defense and make them look good. And then on offense, they just load up in the trenches. Offensive line, running backs, they run the ball well. Like this is a Super Bowl team. That's a Super Bowl team. And then it comes back to the quarterback position. They had Tom Brady. Obviously, they're going to make Super Bowls. You need the quarterback. You need the quarterback. You really do. You really do. There's a very rare case where a team wins a Super Bowl who doesn't have a Hall of Fame quarterback, pretty much. It doesn't happen very often. It very it rarely happens. And when it happens, they usually had a little bit of luck in there, like the like the Eagles did. They usually have a little bit of luck, but it very rarely happens. And that's why the Vikings have to focus on quarterback. They have to. They have to. That's a huge need for the Vikings. I understand all points. I do. I understand why people think Kirk Cousins is amazing because he is a talented quarterback. But the facts are right in your face. The facts are there. It's been four years. Four years. Zero division titles. One playoff appearance where we were one and done. I mean, I just don't see what else. I just don't know what else there is to see. I really don't. We have to look to trading away Kirk Cousins. It has to happen. It has to happen. Kirk Cousins, on top of that, is the most, although his stats don't lie. He's a very accurate quarterback. He racks up so many passing yards. Passing touchdown to interception ratio are all great. And that's all the more reason why you should trade him away. Because you can get a first-round draft pick for him. You can get a first-round draft pick for a quarterback that you're not going to get a Super Bowl out of. But here's the thing. The most important quarterback stat is win-loss ratio. Kirk Cousins, do I have his win-loss ratio here? Okay. I don't know exactly what his win-loss ratio is, but one thing I do know is that it's 500. I don't know what the wins, loss, I know there's two ties. I don't know what the win, wins and loss are, but they're the same. He's a 500 quarterback, and that's important. That's an important thing to look at. But he's a talented, healthy quarterback, and that's why you can get a first-round draft pick for it. He's more talented than Carson Wentz, and he stays healthy, unlike Carson Wentz. So if Carson Wentz was a first-round draft pick, Kirk Cousins is at least worth one first-round draft pick. And that, that, that is huge. Not only can you get at least a first-round draft pick for Kirk, for Kirk Cousins, but you're saving $30 million. $30 million. That's like, what, 15% of our money right there? That we can move to all more important positions out there. And after this season, we're going to have to look to extending Justin Jefferson. We're going to have to look to making Justin Jefferson a top-five paid receiver in football. We need money to do that. Okay, salary cap is not a myth. And anybody that says that is out of their mind. Salary cap is not a myth. You have to look at salary cap here. Because sooner or later, we're going to lose some of these big-name players on our team right now that we are blessed with. We were so blessed to get Justin Jefferson on our team. Now let's make something out of it. Let's make a run for the Super Bowl. And it all starts with bringing in an offensive-minded head coach who can work with a quarterback like Kellen Mond. And if it's not Kellen Mond, I don't expect it to be. I've said it multiple times. I don't expect it to be Matt Coral. 
player in the upcoming draft. Bring him in. If you trade away Kirk, look to a quarterback in the first round. And if Kirk plays under this contract, don't bring him back. Look to a quarterback in next year's draft. Quarterback, by far, is the most important position in football, and you have to continue to swing on quarterbacks until you hit. It's facts. It's it's complete facts. And if the Vikings don't bring in Matt Correll, if the Vikings trade away Kirk Cousins, bring in Marcus Mariota. Bring in someone who just deserves another opportunity. That's going to wrap up episode 152 of Morning Kickoff. I hope you all did enjoy listening to this episode. If you did, be sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast for more Minnesota Vikings football-related content. Thank you all for tuning into this episode of Morning Kickoff. Thank you, 49ers. Thank you, Rams, for knocking out Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers out of the playoffs and maybe out of the NFL as they are potentially retiring. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Best divisional round of the playoffs. Minnesota Vikings Super Bowl champion in four years. We got a long way to go. A long way to go. And we are all in for it. So continue to tune into this podcast because we're going to continue to cover all news football and talk about the future for this team to finally get a Super Bowl before we die. Thank you all for tuning into this episode of Morning Kickoff. I hope you all have a great day.